Good day, listeners. Welcome to episode 63 of You Got This. As reasonably as possible with everything going on in the world right now, I hope everyone's feeling and healing and doing well out there. If you're new, I appreciate having you here. And if you're a returning listener, I'm happy to have you back. Just to make sure everyone's up to speed, You Got This slash UGT is a podcast where we explore authentic living, seeing things from a higher perspective, and how to balance taking care of yourself and the world around you. The U stands for universe or universal consciousness. And of course, it's a play on the word U with a Y. But you have permission to make the U whatever you want it to be. I'm your host, Asia Smith, and I'm a leadership educator, life coach, and intuitive healer. That's not a replacement for therapy. On the podcast, we keep it real and we keep it light. It's for entertainment purposes only. So if you need it, please do what you gotta do to keep yourself well, because it matters to me and it matters to the folks around you too. Woo. So (laughs) we've been taught, maybe with the exception of Gen Z, (laughs) that relentless hard work is the key to success. But as a result, people around the world are experiencing burnout at much faster and higher rates. And it's 100% possible to build a healthy, balanced and lucrative career around any passion or purpose that fulfills us, especially when the work that we're doing feels effortless. Caveat to that, That don't mean there won't be hard work to be done as we're following our minds and heart and fulfilling our job, mission, passion, purpose, etc. Tomato, tomato, right? (laughs) And, And also, generally speaking, we want folks to make an effort. And that can apply to any context. Effort in and of itself ain't a bad thing. But when there's an overextension of effort where you might feel like you're harming yourself or others, that's unhealthy. And that's typically where the burnout kicks in. Yeah? We already know that being busy on the hamster wheel does not always equate to being productive. So effortless in this particular context means when the hard work comes, we've got the wherewithal to properly take care of ourselves and the world around us in order to keep things from getting too overwhelming and causing us to burn out, whether that's physically, mentally, emotionally, or spiritually. In theory, embracing being effortless sounds peachy keen, but because many of us, and I won't assume that this applies to everyone tuning in, but perhaps a vast majority of people tuning in, especially in the US, (laughs) we live in a system and a structure that perpetuates the stereotype of needing to be relentless in the pursuit of happiness, success, insert keyword, as if there isn't enough of that to go around for everyone. So it might not sound or feel reasonable at first to put into practice being effortless unless you got folks around who intentionally and unconditionally encourage you to stretch out of your comfort zone and do so. If we're all trying to do the same thing or we're just competing for recognition or a title, uh, like if we're all relentlessly climbing this ladder at the same time in the same way, of course there will be scarcity and eventually running out or burning out. Simple concept of supply and demand, right? We're just tools (laughs) that are part of a larger and more corrupt archaic system literally built to burn us out. But I won't go down that rabbit hole today. (laughs) So on the flip side, 
when we're all tapped into what lights us up or fires us up and really moving and grooving in our natural and authentic flow, which perhaps you achieve that flow on your own or it's with support, that's where the effortless abundance kicks in. So all that being said, let me finally tell y'all about what I've got curated for today. (laughs) So this episode features a talk from professional coach Sneha Mandala, who discovered that her best work came from simply being herself and finding flow. And she's made it her mission to empower others to make their work feel effortless and achieve their full potential. Sneha has experienced different cities, cultures, careers, and She says the one thing that keeps her grounded through it all is her mantra that every day should feel effortless. And this was something she had to build for herself since she wasn't raised in an environment that traditionally accepts this approach. So in this talk, she shares a few key factors that consistently help us get into our quote unquote flow state to make each day feel more energizing, natural, flexible, and abundant ultimately reducing burnout in the workplace and beyond that will hopefully be helpful and uplifting uh, for anyone that this resonates for. So on that note, let's dive in. Go ahead and get comfy, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Also, if you'd like, be sure to stay tuned for the energy reading after the sponsor message. Be safe and stay well. Go to school, study hard. Get a job, work hard. Get a promotion, work harder. And then you'll be successful, right? I thought so too. But for you, me, and 3.3 billion other employees in the world, the struggle and hard work won't stop until we retire or die. So, of course, I always thought having a successful career automatically translates to tedious long hours risking burnout. Until I discovered how to make my work feel effortless. I grew up in India. My parents, wanting the best for me, gave me three great career options. Doctor, lawyer, or engineer. I chose what I thought was the easiest of the three, engineering. In 2015, straight out of graduate school, I was hired by one of the world's largest organizations. Plus, they gave me a cool job installing robots in warehouses. My parents were overjoyed. They would brag to their friends about how their smart daughter got into this big company in the US. And in some ways, I was happy too. Giving my best, going above and beyond my role, working hard, and my results were fine, average. I also felt guilty because I would walk into a warehouse and the workers there would say, oh, look, there she is, ready to steal our jobs. Yes, robots are going to replace a lot of workers, but it didn't have to be them, and I wanted to help. So I started volunteering outside my office hours, helping them build their skills so they could never be replaced by a robot. Within a few weeks, I noticed something surprising. I'm not exactly a morning person, but I was waking up at four each day, excited, ready to research, prepare, and go coach them. Some days on leadership, other days on planning logistics. I'd review their resumes, we'd do mock interviews. I even came up with fun creative activities for them. This wasn't my actual job, so I had no restrictions. 
We laughed together, learned together. Soon, some of them reached out to share that they were either getting promoted or were getting all these interview calls. The pride I felt in those moments beat the feeling of installing a thousand robots and being called a job stealer. Coaching the warehouse employees felt so natural to me that I could not wait to do this every single day. I was performing at my peak. And this work didn't feel like work at all. It felt effortless. Now, compare this to my regular job, where I was struggling and feeling exhausted, counting down the hours and minutes until the day was over, and definitely not performing at my peak. The contrast was shocking. Same warehouse environment, same me, different experiences. I was at a crossroads then, and I made a choice. Effortlessness over burnout. And since then, I have been committed to making that same choice every single day of my career. So, how do you go from hustling, grinding, and burning out to making your work feel effortless? Let's start with the current reality. A recent study conducted in the United States shared that 52% of employees felt burned out in 2021. That's an increase of 9% since pre-pandemic. When you feel burned out, your work becomes a never-ending burden. It's like being stuck in a loveless relationship. You struggle to rekindle the spark, but there's no passion or energy left. Next thing you know, a shiny new object comes walking by and oh, the distraction begins. In the corporate world, that shiny new object is that recruiter from another company poaching you with a big juicy paycheck and a chance for something new. The problem with job hopping, you're just going to burn out in a new organization. We spend almost 100,000 hours at work in a lifetime. So your career is not a sprint, it's a marathon. We need a better solution to sustain a great career without losing our minds or sacrificing a huge part of our lives. And surprisingly, I found that solution at a daycare. My son, Atharv, was born during the pandemic. My husband and I wanted him to learn about the world beyond our living room. So when he turned a year old, we decided to enroll him in daycare. But back in India, daycare at such a young age is a foreign concept, literally. I'm probably the only person in my entire bloodline to even consider it. Even extended family called me from the other side of the world just to say, Sneha, no daycare. Okay, so anyone wants to fly in from India and babysit him for the next two years? No one? Yeah, didn't think so. On Athar's first day at daycare, I was just as awestruck as he was. This was new to both of us. So many new toys, activities, and little people. I saw Athar getting more curious than I had ever seen him before, losing himself among all the colors, shapes, and voices. He was finally free to explore and discover, shrugging off the pandemic restrictions, the shackles I had placed on him. That's when it hit me. How many of us have been walking around in shackles since long before the pandemic? When was the last time you truly felt free to explore and discover in life? 
I know the pain of restrictions. But seeing my son that day enjoying his freedom reminded me of the time when I was coaching the warehouse employees. Watching Athar fully and effortlessly absorbed in play inspired me to make my work never feel like work again. But the question was, how? So I continued my observation at the daycare, and this is what I found. Whether alone or in groups, the kids get to have fun learning what excites and energizes them, choosing to do those activities over and over again. We grown-ups call this drive. And the kids are not judged or scrutinized for what activities they prefer or how they engage with them. They can truly be themselves. Grown-ups call this authenticity. These two factors, drive and authenticity, help kids consistently get in the zone. We call this a flow state. And this concept applies to anything that you do in life or at work. When you enter a flow state, one action seamlessly flows into the next. Your work starts to feel effortless and you achieve your peak performance. This isn't merely my opinion. The Flow Genome Project led by Jamie Wheel collected global studies on how flow or an effortless state increases productivity by 500%, creativity by 430%, and learning speed at work by 490%. You see, I unlocked my peak performance when coaching the warehouse employees because one, I felt the drive to make an impact in their lives, and two, I felt the freedom to be authentic. So these two factors unknown to me back then led me into a flow state, and that is why my work felt so natural and effortless. As I progressed in my career, I craved for this experience over and over again. So I started to look for ways to intentionally make my work feel effortless. It was challenging at first. Every day I was at a crossroads of what was expected of me versus what I wanted. The default choice was to keep mindlessly installing robots, keep struggling and feeling exhausted and forget all about flow. But that had to change. And by choosing myself and by finding my flow over and over again, I started to chip away at my shackles. For me, this meant, among other things, leaving that big company, letting go of my education, switching my career, and briefly disappointing my parents. But I am so glad I went through this process because now I do feel my work is more effortless. Can you imagine breaking your shackles, exploring what engages your heart and mind, what lights your eyes up, what makes you feel alive? What if I told you that you could do all that without leaving your country or switching your career like I had to? You can experience the freedom and joy of getting into a flow state in your current job without leaving your desk. All you need to do is work more on what you love, and how you love to do it. Practically, this means three things. Number one, add more drive to your work. What part of your job makes you feel alive? What strengths do you have? What type of projects do you care about the most? Collaborate with your manager to bring more of those into your workday. And if you don't know the answer to any of these questions yet, it is time to start your exploration and discovery 
now. Two, get more real and authentic at work. Get in touch with yourself. What are your work styles and preferences? What kind of environment puts you in your most natural productive state? Share this with your manager so they can empower you by removing restrictions that don't align with who you are. And finally, three, own your career. It's a mindset shift. No one is coming to break your shackles. You have to do it yourself. So keep advocating for an environment that gets you into flow at work. And whenever you can't find flow, I challenge you to find fun instead. You could brainstorm with diverse colleagues for fresh perspectives, add a challenging time constraint to finish a task, switch up your work environment from home to office to coffee shop or a park bench, or my favorite, turn your work into a game, beat your own numbers each day, high five yourself. We can reduce burnout and all of its toxic effects on our mental health and performance, and instead bring joy to work. Together, we can create a culture of sustainable peak performance that feels effortless. Thank you. This podcast is sponsored by Authentic Service Group, an organization empowering young adults to explore their potential and achieve success genuinely through virtual life and leadership coaching, community engagement, and networking events for emerging leaders in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area and beyond. For more information, visit AuthenticServiceGroup.org. No matter what life throws your way, you got this. Hey there, welcome to the energy reading for episode 63. Super grateful to have you here. Gentle reminder if this isn't your first time and a heads up if it is. These are general collective readings rather than being one-on-one, so it's possible what comes through may not apply to you, and that's okay. That just means the guidance in this particular reading might be messages that someone else out there needs to hear, and maybe the next one will be for you. You have permission to take what resonates from this reading and leave what doesn't. Before we get started, let's all just take a deep breath. energy is all good on my end. If you need a minute to get everything feeling good on your end, feel free to pause and do what you got to do and come back when you're ready. The last couple readings were admittedly a bit lengthy. So for episode 63, I'll be using just three decks today, which from a math and numerology perspective is still quite fitting. (laughs) So just want to give a quick shout out to the artists before we get started. We've got the Universal Weight Tarot by A.E. Waite and Pamela Coleman-Smith, the Angels and Ancestors Oracle by Kyle Gray, and last but certainly not least, the Sacred Destiny Oracle by Denise Lynn. All right, folks, let's see what's in the cards for us today. Hey, 
Welcome, welcome. If this is your first UGT reading, you're going to hear a little bit of noise in the background. And uh, that's just me doing some additional shuffling of the cards so we get random messages that either fly out or randomly fall out of each deck. And that's what we consider as guidance from spirit for the reading. Oh, okay, <laughs> cool. Uh, I'm starting off um, with the universal tarot. I just got two cards that flipped out. So that's cool. Uh, in terms of intention for the reading, I've got three decks that I'm using since for returning listeners, especially if <laughs> you've been listening the past uh, few episodes, the energy readings have been lengthy, which isn't a problem at all, but just want to switch it up a little bit because I believe I said last episode I was going to try to breeze through it. And <laughs> for people who tuned in, um, y'all see how that went. So with just three decks, um, we'll see how we do for today really will try to breeze through this. Every time I say that, I do genuinely mean it. <laughs> so yeah, that being said, let's go ahead and dive in. Uh, two cards, again, two, came out from the Universal Tarot and they are Seven of Cups. Ooh, and the Ten of Pentacles. Okay. Cool. That's actually pretty cool because uh, the difference between seven and 10 is three. So, so yeah, there's that, which actually makes me think um, just from a numerology perspective, maybe for you or whoever you're thinking about, like three, as far as what that represents for you, like that's something that's, it's significant. Um yeah, because three in numerology is about creativity, self-expression, or, it, you know, perhaps for some folks it could represent like a trinity or a trifecta or like, you know, with the puzzle pieces or all the points, uh, it, everything connecting and really coming together. So that's definitely something that's standing out for me just in general with the reading and the structure. But again, the difference between seven and ten is three. And then with cups, for anyone who's new, just to bring you up to speed on the elements, cups is water, energy. So that has to do with emotions and relationships. Pentacles is earth energy. So that has to do with our physical reality, could have to do with wealth, assets, could be financial, though it doesn't necessarily have to be, just to be inclusive. It, it really is about you know, the things, <laughs> the, the physical world uh, around us. With having these two cards come out, this could indicate for you or whoever you're thinking about, something's going on that has to do with cups. Again, water, emotions, relationships, and it really is about the heart space. There's something going on where maybe you or whoever you're thinking about there's some sort of contemplation or reflecting on whatever the seven of cups energy is and how that relates to the 10 of pentacles, you know, like, like how that manifests outwardly in the physical. And the reason why I feel this way <laughs> is because, 
uh, and I'll actually start with the Ten of Pentacles. So uh, the Ten of Pentacles is a really positive card in tarot, as is the Ten of Cups. Um, and so usually, and I'm bringing up both, I think that's why this is kind of interesting to me, because Ten of Pentacles and Ten of Cups have very similar energy as far as representing wish fulfillment or having everything that you want and that you need. Uh, it, it really does tie into the abundance piece. And I think really being in that flow state and maybe this 10 of pentacles represents for you or whoever you're thinking about, like this is that flow state and what that is and what you're able to uh, achieve through that. And if we're tying it into the talk, maybe what this seven of cups means <laughs> is figuring out what that is as it relates to emotions and relationships or, or, or how it all makes you feel. And so emotions and relationships, perhaps that does have to do with others, but it could also have to do with the self. Um, yeah. And seven in numerology, that's a number that is typically associated with the spiritual, whether that's exploration or reflection or even theory in some cases. And so for me, when I'm thinking about the seven of cups, that really does represent doing, doing a bit of a deep dive <laughs> again, you know, water energy, doing that deep dive within and really figuring out if we're thinking about the seven from kind of that spiritual exploration perspective, however that resonates for you. Um, there may be for you or whoever you're thinking about, perhaps you're trying to navigate and figure out from a seven of cups perspective it's almost like which cup to drink from <laughs> in order to get to that 10 of pentacles. Um, something that I'll put out there though, is that perhaps there, there are different ways to get to that quote unquote destination of the 10 of pentacles because 10 in numerology does typically represent reaching a goal or an endpoint or closing out a cycle, if you will. And yeah, a, a 10 of pentacles in, in tarot, it, represents either an inheritance of some sort, material success in whatever context that it resonates for you. And in general, like ha happy home life, happy family life, etc. Very similar to the 10 of cups. And also thinking about that and the fact that we have a seven of cups and not a 10 of cups, like that's why this feels so connected to me because it's like, ooh, like so close to the 10 of cups, which is the equivalent of the 10 of pentacles. And so maybe for you or whoever you're thinking about, if we're thinking about that three <laughs> in numerology being creativity, self-expression, or thinking about Trinity trifecta in whatever context, how does that resonate for you and whoever you're thinking about? Like, what does that mean? Um, Cause also with the seven of cups in tarot, depending on how this resonates, it could represent from that emotions and relationships perspective, a, a, a little bit of clouded judgment. And the reason why it means this is because, especially for folks who are, who are new, cause this card has come out in previous readings for anyone who's returning. Um, but yeah, for new folks, the seven of cups, the artwork on this card 
it shows someone where just their silhouette and figure is grayed out. There's no color. But then whatever this figure is looking toward, which we can't see its face, we don't know its expression. There are the seven cups floating. Looks like they're floating in clouds and each cup has something different in it. Like it, it's, I see a head here, maybe a statue's head. It looks like one cup might have, I don't even know what this is. It looks like it could potentially be an angel or something, but there, there's something like cloaked over it. Another cup has a snake, another one has a tower, and there's another one that looks like it's got jewels. One has a dragon. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if any of that is significant for folks tuning in, but I share all that um, just to help paint the picture that there's a lot going on in this Seven of Cups artwork. And so maybe that resonates for you or whoever you're thinking about where it perhaps it feels like there's a lot going on. There's a lot to choose from. Uh, and you or whoever you're thinking about, perhaps this is painting the picture of navigating <laughs> that emotional you know, journey of the heart space. And perhaps what is really being reflected on for you or whoever you're thinking about is which of the seven cups is going to get you to the 10 of pentacles. Or we could also say that 10 of cups as well. Like what's going to get that seven to that 10 so that you're experiencing that feeling, that fulfillment um, of the 10 of cups along with the 10 of pentacles. Cause that is quite a combination there. <laughs> Having both of those 10 of pentacles, 10 of cups. Um, okay. We'll see if I'm on the right track uh, as I get into the Oracle cards. Um, but this is actually actually quite clear uh, thus far <laughs> uh, compared to some other UGT readings where it's a bit it's a bit more up in the air. But I think this actually is tying in quite well with the talk so far. Like it's not even that much of a stretch <laughs> for me to uh, relate the cards to that, which is cool. Um, yeah, so so perhaps that is something for you or whoever you're thinking about where it, it, it truly resonates. Like what's top of mind for you is really discerning, uh, you know, discerning, thinking through, figuring this out. And, and maybe it's about redefining this. And so it's a matter of <laughs> these seven cups, maybe these all represent things where this was the 10 of pentacles <laughs> potentially like each one of these cups maybe could lead to a 10 of pentacles but maybe most of those cups weren't your 10 of pentacles it's someone else's expectation of a 10 of pentacles and so again with this seven of cups and this 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 shadowy figure <laughs> that's here um it you know kind of assessing the different options it's like uh, even though the seven of cups card is, is upright, which means this is more of the, uh, you know, the positive interpretation of it. I will say, if I'm being honest, the seven of cups, uh, you know, as I mentioned before, it could indicate maybe a, you know, a little bit of swirl, a, a little bit of clouded judgment, especially with that water energy of emotions and relationships. So yeah. And this could be in any context, family, friends, work, romantic, and I also want to put out there in case anyone's like, Ugh, you know, seven of cups, not necessarily something to feel concerned about because it's also natural <laughs> in any context as we 
move throughout life in different stages to go through these seven of cups moments so that we aren't reaching a point of burnout. Uh, you know what I mean? So that, that truly could be what all this is about. <laughs> seven of cups, 10 of pentacles, really, uh, really, uh, thinking through the heart space of, uh, what it's going to take to, to reach that 10 of pentacles, you know? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go with the angels and the ancestors next. And then, uh -oh, and then I'll close this out <laughs> with uh, the sacred destiny Oracle and we shall call it a day. Oh, okay, cool. That was quick. And we have, oh, nice. We have the medicine mother. Honor your inner knowing. Okay, well, <laughs> that might not be helpful <laughs> for some folks tuning in. If you're like my inner knowing, I don't even know. But, uh, but yeah, medicine mother, honor your inner knowing. I feel like this is a loving, non-judgmental message from, from spirit that ultimately whatever it is, that's kind of like, you know, maybe lingering positive, negative, neutral, you know, don't necessarily want folks to feel concerned about the seven of cups energy, but if that's how it resonates for you, where it feels heavy or it's like, oof, it, like if I don't figure this out, I might get burnt out. <laughs> I, I think this is an uplifting message. Medicine mother, honor your inner knowing, which I think, you know, is another way to say, honor your authentic self. Um, Yeah, like, like for you or whoever you're thinking about, Seven of Cups, Ten of Pentacles from the Universal Tarot, honor your inner knowing. Out of these seven cups, and I, I know I was sharing the artwork as far as what's in these cups, but it, it could be anything, you know? Think about your situation, um, family, friends, work, romantic, in, like insert into the seven different cups, whatever it means. But ultimately, you are going to know deep down what it is that fulfills you in mind, body, spirit, which will lead to the, the 10 of pentacles as far as the outward manifestation of abundance, which doesn't necessarily have to mean an abundance of material things. It, it, it's, it's an abundance of your environment thriving. I think that's the best way for me to put it, especially if we're thinking about pentacles and being that earth energy. You know what I mean? So yeah, medicine mother, honor your inner knowing. Ultimately, the, the, the answer is, is within. <laughs> so again, for some folks tuning in, especially, you know, if you're fairly new to the woo woo, or if you prefer having more direct, <laughs> you know, uh, kind of guidance, this, this might be a little bit frustrating, but I think this is also a great point of accountability where I think for many of us, as far as getting to a point of burnout or not being aligned with the direction that we want to go in, it's because we are not honoring our inner knowing and we're relying on the external to, to, to be that compass. So perhaps this feels like a little bit of tough love, <laughs> but if it resonates, you know, for, for you or whoever you're thinking about that, maybe you have not been honoring your inner knowing and that now's the time. Now's the time. Um, 
Yeah. And I think when it comes to defining this Ten of Pentacles, I know I keep coming back to that. Um, but the reason is because we had we have the Seven of Cups and just that three, you know, that's there that that is that's not accounted for as far as the numbers that we have on the elements in the cards and having three decks and three representing creativity, self-expression, the the trifecta, trinity, all that jazz. It like this reading so far is indicating and this is absolutely non-judgmental. It's coming from a loving place, but potentially for you or whoever you're thinking about something is missing in in any context. But whatever it is, it's having an impact on you or whoever you're thinking about, maybe emotionally, you know, from from that heart space. And the impact doesn't have to be bad. Again, it could be positive, negative, neutral, but it's 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 something. There's something going on and there's some swirl, (laughs) a lot of different options, Um, perhaps even uh, potentially misinterpreting emotions or certain relationship dynamics because there is so much going on in this seven of cups card um and and that's just me being honest uh if you're new (laughs) um you you've probably already gotten the gist of of my energy i am very positive ugt readings tend to lean in a positive direction but i'm gonna be straight up with you (laughs) these are honest uh and so with the seven of cups although it is upright uh, if the card was in reverse, it would be, uh, you know, perhaps, uh, not quite, um, perhaps not quite as positive of, of a way to interpret this. The seven of cups indicates that there's a lot going on, but that the energy here is able to have some sort of a handle over it. If the card was in reverse, then that means, oh, well, <laughs> lost you. And not even necessarily, you know, being lost, but just the, uh, lost in the swirl for the moment until gaining the clarity. Seven of cups upright means there's a lot happening, but there, uh, the, the path toward clarity is there. It, whatever route that looks like, you know. And the clarity, you know, perhaps with the seven of cups, once you or whoever you're thinking about is able to really, you know, kind of figure out how to interpret (laughs) all these options and what works best. It's like, okay, well, hey, 10 of Pentacles energy, like this is it. You can really lean in and and follow that passion and that purpose. We don't have uh, wands here in this reading and that's fire energy of passion, energy itself and motivation. So I think that's interesting because we're talking about burnout uh, in this episode and in the talk. And so it's almost like that energy not being here. It's, it's kind of like spirit encouraging you or whoever you're thinking about to maybe take some time and truly relax and, and sit <laughs> with your, your mind and your heart, you know, your thoughts and your feelings in order to figure this out. Cause some of us, we distract ourselves by being busy. <laughs> and I know I mentioned in the intro, being busy doesn't necessarily mean being productive. So Maybe this seven of cups is one way of seeing like there's so much going on and now is an opportunity to slow down a little bit um, and really intentionally think about all the things that maybe you or whoever ever you're thinking about everything that you're doing and out of what you're doing, what it is that does actually light you up and fulfill you. And so 
maybe it's not just one cup out of these seven cups. Maybe it's three out of the seven, four out of the seven. For some folks out there, maybe it is all seven of the seven. And it's just a matter of uh, being more effective and efficient with how time and energy is being used. Maybe it's Maybe it's a matter of a, a different environment. If we're thinking about this pentacles energy, maybe a shift in environment is what will lead to this outcome of a 10 of pentacles from being in this seven of cups uh, situation or, or energy, if you will. And then looking at uh, the angels and the ancestors, medicine mother, honor your inner knowing. <laughs> it's like telling you what... <laughs> probably what you don't want to hear, but what you need to hear. Like ultimately the person who knows the answer to these potentially existential questions, uh, the answer is within you. So considering that it's possibly something that you or whoever you're thinking about, maybe you can get to that clarity on your own, or perhaps, you know, support is required in order to get to that point. But either way, you got to make sure that, you know, ultimately that answer, that that decision, it's something that feels authentic and intuitive to you. Yeah. OK, finally, <laughs> sacred destiny. Let's see what final message or messages uh, that we get from spirit for this reading. feel like so far rather than this reading being something super revealing <laughs> you know it's uh it's it, this really just feels like a gentle reminder reading perhaps if my intention was to make this extended it you know there we, we get a little more from the cards from spirit but I'm okay with how this is going for today because sometimes a gentle reminder is all we need yeah Okay, the cards are taking a little bit. So perhaps for you or whoever you're thinking about, whatever this final card is, it might mean that this is a message that, you know, has, it either requires a little bit more patience in order for this to happen, or it's been a, a little difficult to absorb, hard to receive. Um, yeah. <sighs> Come on, spirit. <laughs> we all got things to do. Um, but uh, uh, there we go. I was going to say in the spirit of making this effortless, going to, you know, try not to push too much. But thanks, spirit. <laughs> Just got a card that gently came out in the card. It. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, folks. I was like, oh, OK, the first time this came out, the card is trust. OK. Before saying what the card was, I yeah, I was like, oh, I had to pause because this is the first time this one, um, this one's come out. Um, it also makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like maybe, you know, for you or whoever you're thinking about as far as being in the seven of cups situation, if it resonates that, 
like maybe this seven of cups has been an energy where you've, you've been here for a minute, you know, and there's no judgment there. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. This could be a loving, non-judgmental message from spirit in order to get like moving and grooving out of that to continue to move toward that 10 of pentacles or, you know, fill in between that seven and that 10, you know, that, that three, it requires trust. It also ties in quite well with the angels and the ancestors card, honor your inner knowing, <laughs> you know, like, like trust yourself, trust your intuition. I think honestly, trust in any context, trusting, trusting in yourself, trusting in your abilities, trusting in the situation, trusting in the universe, trusting in blah, 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 <laughs> insert whatever, you know, but whatever it is, trust is absolutely something that it, it's required for you or whoever you're thinking about in order to be able to move forward and get to ultimately, you know, this goal of, of 10 of pentacles, however it resonates for you. And to be able to bump up this seven of cups to a, a to a clear, you know, 10 of cups. Okay. I wish I had more to add to that folks, but, but I don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm going to go with that flow, keep it effortless and I'll close out here. Um, yeah, hopefully this reading was a helpful, gentle reminder for whoever needed to hear it as far as again, you know, trust, honor your inner knowing in order to be able to take yourself and perhaps even, you know, your community, the world around you, whoever you're, you are caring for or supporting, being able to include all, all of that, you know, with you to get to this 10 of pentacles. And I also, you know, just want to, want to reiterate being in the seven of cups energy isn't necessarily a, a bad thing at all. I, this is just kind of a natural part of life and <laughs> part of growing up, part of being an adult is, emotionally moving through these type of situations with maturity and also honoring our inner child. I'm going to put that out there too. And so with honor, your inner knowing medicine mother, I, I think it is that balance of maternal and maturity along with the inner child and, and, and the nurturing of that. Yeah. And trusting that process and, and that doing so, you know, taking care of yourself and the world around you that, following that flow and creating that flow for yourself as well. Perhaps you got to create it, whether it's on your own or with support, but in doing so, that's ultimately, you know, gonna, gonna lead to the, the wish fulfillment, uh, if you will. And when I say, say wish fulfillment for anyone who's new that, you know, that's like the dream, the vision, the goal that you might have in any context and legit <laughs> being able to take the steps to reach it. Um, and so, yeah, I, I do hope that this reading, though, it, it's a gentle reminder that I think many of us here, it's something I certainly say to folks on the daily, <laughs> it, it, you know, m maybe this is a time where you or whoever you're thinking about really needs that push from spirit, uh, you know, that, that you really need to hear it. Perhaps it's truly relevant now versus being like, oh, you know, like woo woo advice that you hear all the time. Like it really means something here. And it, if you honor yourself and trust yourself, that that's going to be the most fruitful outcome, whether it's family, friends, work, romantic. So cool. 
Um, yeah, definitely wishing the best for you or whoever you're thinking about kind of, you know, navigating through this. And as I said before, hopefully this reading leaves folks, whoever this resonates for, you know, it, it leaves you empowered that you ultimately have the answer to your questions. You don't have to get that answer externally per se. So believe in yourself uh, in, in that regard, but believe that you have the wherewithal <laughs> to create your own flow state if we're going to tie it into the talk. Alrighty. So yeah, if this reading didn't resonate for you, um, that's quite all right. Perhaps this gave you some insight into what somebody that you know is experiencing. Maybe the next reading will be for you, but nonetheless, I uh, appreciate everyone tuning in. Um, thank you <laughs> for your time and your energy and your ears. Uh, I hope everyone has a great week and beyond. If this does resonate for you, and maybe it does feel a little daunting, um, definitely own that, feel it, heal it. And uh, just know I'm rooting for you and whatever you got going on that you got this. Talk soon.